Bye CityCast listeners. This is almost certainly going to be the biggest news week in Harris County this year. The Astros won the World Series! My CityCast Philly colleague Trine Nuri is going to eat crow later this week. And tomorrow, the CityCast Houston team and I are going to rehash that sweet, sweet Astros victory. But that is not all. Tomorrow is election day. And this is an election that will decide the fate of Harris County. Does it remain in the hands of Democrats? Or does it go back to being run by Republicans? Here to talk about all of that is CityCast politics contributor Evan Mintz. It is Monday, November 7th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, Evan... Judging by early voting, how does turnout look this year? Turnout is down Uh from the last midterm election, from the last general election. And that's good news for Republicans. What does a normal midterm look like? Well, a normal midterm for the past several cycles in Harris County looks like good news for Republicans. (laughs) Major victories in 2010, Uh 2014. But then you had Trump in office. You had a Democrat pushback in 2018, great year for Democrats. Mm -hmm. And here we are, 2022. And going into this election, even two years ago, four years ago, you could have bet probably going to be a good time for Republicans, just because it's good for the party out of power. The moment Democrats swept the White House and the Senate and the House in 2020, you could look forward to this election and say, yeah, Republicans will probably do pretty well. And so here we are. The polls have shown that Alexandra Mueller is tied, if not beating, the incumbent, Lena Hidalgo. For a county judge. For a county judge. Which is a huge race here. The the biggest race in the county. Yeah. And that you've yet to see a single poll with Beto O'Rourke beating the governor, Governor Greg Abbott. And that's huge. Because in 2018, he came within, what, a squeak of pushing Ted Cruz out of the Senate. That's right. But, you know, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. (laughs) So does it look like all the top of the Democrats' ticket is going down, that we will see Republicans definitely at the head of Texas? I mean, I think that it's a real, real slim chance that any Democrat wins statewide. It was always slim. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I don't see how that's possible. You know, something could freak out. There could be a weirdness in polling. And that's been a dynamic across the country. Yeah. The polling has not reflected the eventual outcomes. But usually that's to the benefit of Republicans. Yeah. That you have this issue with low trust voters who just don't take part in polls. Mm -hmm. And so that you see polling reflecting better outcomes for Democrats than what you actually get. Yeah. But polling isn't really that great in Texas and particularly not in Harris County. So you never really know what we're going to get. The numbers I've seen have shown higher turnout for older voters and lower turnout for younger voters. That's probably good news for Republicans. Mm -hmm. And also lower turnout among black voters. It's probably good news for Republicans. And higher turnout in precincts that tend to tilt Republican, right? Yep. Although they usually have pretty high turnout anyways. I guess like the Magic 8 Ball would say, signs point to yes. It's still a coin flip for Democrats and Republicans. But if you had to pick a side, you know, you'd say probably going to be a good year for Republicans. What's interesting to see uh, is whether there's a real breakout of Lena Hidalgo from other Democratic candidates. You know, there's been a singular focus on her as someone that Republicans want to kick out, is she going to underperform other uh, Democrats countywide? This is also an election where we don't have straight ticket voting anymore. So you can't just click 
all D's or all R's. You've got to go all the way down. And the way our voting machines are set up, it's one vote per page. I was in there voting going, click page, click page, click page. And the person, one of the uh, election judges had to ask me to be quiet. (laughs) Are people going to go all the way down this long, long ballot to vote? Lena Itako is what, halfway down? Like on page 50 something for most of us? All the way down there in the second half of it. Okay. Uh, But I kind of feel like if you waited in line, if you showed up to vote, you can take the extra minute or two to get all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to have people who get to some of those judges, get to some of those, say, school board seats, yeah. and don't really know who to vote for. And we'll see if they go to default D or default R or just skip the race. Yeah. And previously, we've seen that people do tend to keep going default D or default R. And there's been a real campaign to try to kick out Democratic judges, although the Republican campaign doesn't really differentiate between, say, felony judges, misdemeanor judges, civil court judges, probate judges. Now, probate judges, very important. Everybody dies. Everybody ends up in front of a probate judge at some point. <laughs> but they're not going to do anything with crime, right? No. If you can't say that crime is an issue in probate court. Right. Like, I don't know. You could have someone trying to like scheme to steal somebody's inheritance. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the crime most people are worrying about in, in Houston. No, I, I don't think so either. But the the Democrats I've talked to have been pretty confident even through now saying that they think the demographics of the county have just shifted so far that D's are going to win. Well, we'll see what the results are. Uh, I'm not as confident as they are that that's going to be what the outcome is. But they've been waiting to see if Harris County is going to go the way of Travis County, of Dallas County, of the other major urban areas in Texas, where once you go blue, you never go back. They kind of get stuck there. Uh, But those counties all went blue a lot sooner than Harris County did. And we flipped to Republicans in these midterm elections. I mean, if you don't have an Obama on the ballot and there's not a Trump in the White House, Mm -hmm. Harris County goes to Republicans. Republicans are fighting against that demographic shift, right? They're advertising pretty hard to Hispanic voters. Oh, absolutely. Um, Not just in the Valley, you know, in Rio Grande, rural area of Texas, but right here in urban Houston. A hundred percent. They've been playing up the fact that Mueller has... uh, Hispanic background, albeit from Spain. Um, But, you know, you do what you can. Right. Uh, There have been advertisements on television from outside groups really trying to connect to Hispanic voters on issues like crime, but also other issues on like social LGBT issues, on uh, Biden and Democratic support for Ukraine, stuff like that. Just trying to peel uh, Hispanic voters off of the Democratic label. There's also been coverage of some weird outside group mailers uh, being sent to people's homes that say things like, blacks vote for Democrats, Hispanics vote for Republicans in Spanish. And as folks have pointed out, really crudely Google Translate Spanish. (laughs) Uh, And to her credit, the, uh, the head of the Harris County Republican Party said, we're not part of this. We condemn this. This isn't us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're being sent out nonetheless. So what races are you watching Mm -hmm. the most carefully? Well, I guess I'm looking at uh, the county judge race and seeing if there's any divide between that and the other county ride races, whether the clerks, whether the judges, and seeing whether this focus on Hidalgo is something that breaks away other Democratic voters. Looking for that split between Beto at the top of the ticket and Democrats at the top of the ticket and county Democrats uh, towards the bottom of the ticket. That'll be interesting to see. And in 2018, we did not see a split there, right? No. Well, you did. Really? Oh, yeah. And where? 
you saw that uh, mm-hmm. Lena Dalgo only won by two points. Wow. I mean, you had straight ticket voting at the time, but she did not do as well as the Democrats at the top of the ticket. But they just did such a great job. There was such a blue wave that it carried her through. Oh. Um, and we'll see whether that divide is uh, accentuated or not. What I had heard from consultants months ago was that all Beto's got to do is only lose by like seven points statewide. Okay. And that means Democrats are going to sweep Harris County. Just getting those coattails through is critical. I, I joke before, you know, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, but having someone strong at the top of the ticket, having a good loss can carry candidates down ballot. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Beto has really offered to Democrats in 2018. It's something that Biden had in 2020. And we'll see if Beto can do it again in 2022. But I'm hearing that, you know, the magic eight ball says signs point to no. Mm, we'll see what happens. I think that Beto's going to have to lose by less than seven points to really carry some of these Harris County Democrats. We'll see. But it might be better in, you know, the, the suburbs around Austin, the suburbs around Dallas, yeah. where there maybe hasn't been as focused of an attack. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm also looking to see the candidates who I hate personally lose. Um, <laughs> there's just some who I just like, I, I, you learn about and you're just like, oh, I really don't like this person. Like who? Uh, well, Johnny Teague, yeah. who is at this point, you know, a Harold Stassen perennial candidate who's always running for Congress, is running again against Lizzie Fletcher. And she was in a swing district. But in the last round of redistricting, uh, a bunch of Democrats were packed into her district uh, by Republicans to help them shore up other seats. So she's a pretty clear cut winner. It's is drawn as like a 60 percent Democratic seat. In the House of Reps. Uh, yes. In, in Congress. Yeah. The a Jewish telegraphic agency, a local mm-hmm. newswire, not a local newswire, a national newswire, uh, covered that mm-hmm. Teague had written a book titled The Lost Diary of Anne Frank, which is a sequel to her actual diary in which she imagines that she finds Christ. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. And, and in my mind, it's just like, oh, well, Jews no longer being Jewish because they're dead. That's bad. But Jews no longer being Jewish because they're Christian now. Well, that's good. Like, no, it's anti-Semitic, pretty clear-cut stuff. Uh, and it just drives me wild, these folks out here, I take it personally, that they don't seem to actually enjoy Jewish people in real life. It's the Jews who live far away. It's Jews in their imagination. We're real people. We have real thoughts and perspectives on things, and you have to engage in it. You can't just pretend like we're going to go off and agree with you on your own theological aspirations. Uh, I, I view this as something that is a, a angering uh, and a personal threat. Uh, there are still fewer Jews on the face of the earth now than there were before the Holocaust. And just imagining that you can pick us off one by one converting to Christianity uh, is something that I view as an attack. So I can't wait to see Lizzie Fletcher kick his butt. <laughs> All right. Any final takeaways on the elections? What are you thinking is going to happen? My final takeaway is that it didn't have to be as good for Republicans as it is right now. Uh, I think that local Democrats did a bad job wrapping their arms around an increase in crime, and there was an increase in violent crime. Uh, They picked a lot of fights at a county level with people uh, who they didn't have to get in fights with. Mm -hmm. They did a lot of poking folks in the eye with their new power. Uh, when they could have tried to bring them into the tent. They could have tried to make people happy uh, and just try to build a broader coalition. And something about their politics uh, 
said, don't do that. And so here we are now. They've got a pretty broad group of folks out there who really want to get Mueller into office. And it's not as if Mueller has a, a big background in Republican politics. It's not as if she has a big background in Harris County. She's only been here since 2016. Right. But anyway, Democrats could have. I, I think that they could have done a better job of trying to secure their position, keeping their eye on this election. But from the very beginning, uh, Judge Hidalgo said, you want to do everything you can in your first term because you might not get a second. And my thought is, if that's how you view your politics, you're almost certainly not going to get a second. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Evan. Anytime. Oh, and you're going to be back, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about what happened. Yeah. All right. We'll unpack it on Thursday. That was CityCast Politics contributor Evan Mintz. Now, I am here with producer A.K. Al-Momen. A.K., what else is going on in Houston news today? Hey, Lisa. I'm heartbroken to tell you that the Seminole Station Museum of Contemporary Art is closing its doors indefinitely. The private museum run by James and Anne Harathis opened its doors in 2001 and has genuinely been a beacon for international art, outsider art, and avant-garde exhibits that aren't in the mainstream. The news, which came in a statement from the museum on Instagram, was shocking to the Houston art community. The statement concluded, and I quote, we will communicate further information as it becomes available. It's disheartening to see the city lose such a gem. In other news, November 5th marked the one-year anniversary of the Astroworld tragedy, which led to the death of 10 concertgoers. Families and advocates are still looking for answers as no action has been taken to explain how what happened that fateful night was possible or give assurances that it won't happen again. Houston has really suffered in the last few years, and I hope these families are able to find justice. That's it for our show today. You can always reach us. Text us or call us at 713-489-6972. If you've got something that you think we might want to use on the podcast, leave us a message. If you see something interesting as you're voting, let us know. We will have that number in our show notes. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. But she's got Mattress Mac in her ad. Yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> I'll hold my thoughts on Mattress Mac for the time being. <laughs>